This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. What they've been doing to try and reverse the aging in mice, in particular their, their, their brain age. So as you get older, your brain declines in function. You start yeah. forgetting things. You're like, why did I open the fridge? Or you run upstairs and you're like, I have, I have no idea why I came upstairs. Like, why did I come upstairs? And then you go back downstairs and you're like, oh, I went up to get my keys. Then you go up again and you're like, I have, no, I, have, I have no idea what's going on. So your brain activity and your brain function starts to decline. Turns out though, your gut microbiome, which is a fancy area that people are getting very excited about, your gut microbiome, so the stuff in your stomach and your intestines, has a massive impact on your overall health, including your brain activity. So what they did was, they took a load of young mice. Yeah. They took the poo from inside the young mice. Lovely. And they put it in the old mice. So they took like the equivalent of young, uh, young, mice, young adult mice, and they took their fecal matter, and they transplanted it into older mice. And the older mice's brain activity improved and their overall, like, aging slowed down and their overall health improved. So what do we have to do then? If, when you're old, yeah. potentially, if we take this out, now obviously there's a lot of work that has to be done in the meantime. You know the way there was always that thing, if you drank the blood of young people, you would get some of their youth and energy and health and all that stuff. Is this why people drink other people's breast milk you know the lady that we knew that same was selling idea, it same then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit you know there's always been that thing you, you drink young people's blood very vampire very weird some people do it but like they swear by it that doesn't really work but it turns out that when you're older maybe we'll be getting transplants of faecal matter from young healthy individuals because it'll completely well I should say it may completely transform the health of your own gut and now we're starting to realise that gut health is so incredibly important that it, it's worth looking into Oh, that's very strange. There's a link between your brain and your stomach, the brain and the gut. So if your gut's in bits, your head's in bits and vice versa. So the secret to youth <laughs> might be taking young people's crap and putting it in your own stomach. Can we not just stick to Botox and fillers and all that? that uh, kind of you stuff? can do that on the outside, but if you want a young brain, if you want to be physically more active and fit and healthier and not get as sick and delay all the disease, age-related diseases, you may need poo transplants. And you'll be hearing ads on the TV instead of like, give blood, give poo, dot oh, Visit now. Yeah, can you imagine? Would you do? No. Why Would not? you? It's just a little tube that no. would go into your intestine. No, even the thoughts that. You'd be sitting beside your friend going, oh, are you giving me a oh, fair play to you? Thank you. Thank you, go on. Ew. Hit a little button. Ew. Just feel someone else's poop going inside you. No, listen, maybe they'll be able to isolate some of the microbes and stuff like that, but no. That's, that's one of the things they're doing. That's very odd. Yeah. I'm not okay with that either. No, I, I'm not getting on board. 
There should be a different, more straightforward way of ageing. Stopping ageing. No. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to get a fecal transplant when you're older. Some people swear by the... What's the thing when they, they put the water up your... Oh. Your backside. What do they call that Cl- thing? Clonet. Clonakilty pudding. Clonic no, it's guilty. definitely not that. You shove a Clonic bit of irrigation. Clonic irrigation. That's the one, yeah. There you go, yeah. So maybe it's something like that, except... Oh, yeah. God. Even getting that done, that actually makes me sick. Yeah, I don't even know if that's actually proven to be in any way good I think it's meant to not be proven. As, as in, it's proven to actually not help. Because you don't hear a lot of talk about it anymore. No, Everyone you don't. Everyone was mad for it a few years ago. There was people on, like, expose going off getting it done. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, this is really exciting. So is one, it though? One, Why can't we just age? No, because a- aging is is terrible. That's the one thing you have to be young yeah, and beautiful forever. Age. We don't have to. We can just get poop transplants. No. It's going to be my new startup. Someone has messaged in saying, "Could you just eat it?" Uh, could you eat it? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm not willing to do that. I yeah. know. I'm not talking BS. Adele has said you are. No, I'm not talking BS. Not at all. If you want to uh, read the report from the journal Nature Aging and uh, the Institute for Systems Biology, a man, Sean Gibbons, good Irish name, Sean Gibbons, put a bit of manure from the cow inside you and see what the story is. Oh, so there you go. Um, oh, yeah. Neuroscientist at University College Cork led the study. So they're doing this here. So we'll send you downstairs to try it out on their first human well, trials. Seeing as though you're the one that wants to try it out, why don't you go down? Imagine I came back and I came back and I was 12 years of age, biologically. Hi! You're mentally 12. I know, but like... But that's what you're saying. It, it's not going to be your physical... It'll help physically as well. But mentally, you don't need the help. There you go. It's true. So. <laughs> We're stuck in that age. So that's one story. We might be doing fecal transplants um, to help you Actually, stay younger. Actually, that's a good point. Ban avocados. Because you know, like, people are saying avocados are very good for your skin. They're full of vitamin E and all are the rest they? of it. Yeah, someone messaged in saying, who needs avocado? We don't. And kale and quinoa. Don't need any of that healthy stuff because... And stony batter. got poo. Yeah? Yeah. So no need for that. Uh, anyway, more on that as we get it. They'll be continuing on the research to see can we reverse your declining aging body. Who knows? Uh, now, they're thinking potentially of bringing in a law over in the United States that will make sure to test every single person that goes into a car for alcohol so you can never drink and drive that's a brilliant idea so they already have that in some states over there where they fit a breathalyzer to the car yeah. so for people who've been convicted of drink driving if they want to get back in their car they have to blow on the thing and then their car will unlock they're thinking about making that law now so this might be in the latest um, they have a fancy infrastructure bill coming in that from 2027 onwards every single car that's made and sold in the United States must come with a breathalyzer to try and reduce the amount of road traffic accidents that are happening over there only problem they said based if they did make this law and yeah. if every single person in five ten years time had to do a breathalyzer there would be every year potentially millions of false positives so you'd go into your car stone cold sober you'd blow on the thing and it would think you're drunk and it wouldn't uh, let you drive yeah so it's okay, a slight issue yeah that's an issue slight issue right um, but I don't know not, would you be okay if they brought that in over here? Would you be okay with having a breathalyzer in your car to prevent you from drink driving? I think a lot of people are still drink driving. So yeah, I think that's a good idea. Really? Yeah. Drinking. Drink driving kills. Oh, it does, yeah. It does. Um, Twitter. Twitter got in a lot of trouble last year when if you post up a, twi- a picture on Twitter, it'll automatically crop the image, right? So if you post up a, 
a square image or like a, a kind of portrait style image, it'll automatically crop it to make it fit in the timeline or fit in your phone a little bit better, right? Oh, yeah. Just kind of crop into the image. Turns out, though, that it was prioritizing certain skin tones over other skin tones oh. and certain facial features over other facial features. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they threw it out to the public and said, here is our cropping, our picture cropping algorithm. Try and find what biases are in it and then we will make adjustments accordingly. So that experiment and that investigation has completed and it found that Twitter faces, or that the Twitter's cropping algorithm favors your face if you are slim and not fat, if you are young and not old, um, if you are of light, white or warm skin colour, and if you've stereotypically feminine, attractive facial traits. So what would happen is basically, to put this in context, let's say you had a square picture and there was a, a square picture and there was four faces on it. So two on the top, two on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, if you had two um, ugly people on the bottom and two pretty people on the top and who are white, uh, it would crop out the bottom two and just show the pretty people on top. If you put the pretty people and the white people on the bottom, it would crop to the bottom. And it was cutting out uh, black people, dark-skinned people, brown-skinned people, and ugly fat people as well. So What a shower of absolute <laughs> But I mean, a- are we surprised? Who is the stereotypical computer programmer who works on Twitter? Or in any Silicon Valley company? Like, look at Mark Zuckerberg. He built a whole company judging people's faces before that. You know, it was like, your face or mine are hot yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah, hot or not. You know, he was determined, um, determined to, you know, to make it all about nearly relationships and dating and attractiveness. So... These are the type of people that are coding this stuff. And whether they know it or not, it turns out that they are favouring... That actually makes me sick. ...pretty people. So if you're ugly, you're getting automatically cropped out of Twitter photos. I really hope Twitter shut down. Yeah, I think if we shut down Twitter and Facebook, job done. Yeah, we don't even need Twitter. We, I don't think we do, do we? Anyway, they no. said they, uh, they've they come out now that they did this publicly. They let the external investigation take place and an analysis take place. And they said they were obviously going to... Uh, Think about and analyze and change the biases that they build into their models before they do, um, well, before they continue, they'll, they'll update that so that they're not uh, not being slightly sexist and racist and prettiest, would you say? So so ugly people get a fair shout as well. Because ugly people oh. are people too, even though you don't want to admit it. That All just right? annoys me now. I know. Um, final story this evening, a story out of the Washington Post. There's a big push to get more electric cars. Yeah. A lot of them are blowing up in your house when they're charging. Oh, no. Yeah, and they're setting a lot of people's houses on fire. Are they? And because it's an electrical fire, it's apparently far more difficult to put out than, let's say, a bog-standard normal fire. So we shouldn't have electric cars? Charging overnight in your gaff at the moment. Anyway, uh, Chevrolet had to recall 60,000 of its uh, electronic charging cars uh, last year, and there's been other uh, massive recalls because it turns out that some of the batteries are, and electric powered batteries are unstable they're not working properly and they're blowing up and they're blowing up in front of your house when it's connected to the house and setting a lot of houses on fire so that's one issue that's going to have to get sorted before we go fully electric with all our cars yeah that's kind of important remember was it Samsung's one of the Samsung's mobile phones was uh, their batteries were blowing up in their phones Remember that was it one of the Samsung phones? Oh, that was phones? ages ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. That. Yes, it's always been an issue. I think with certain batteries, if you don't get it right, and if they're charging for long periods of time, and uh, this is all a new technology and a big battery, if you're charging overnight, I don't know. Maybe if they're full, they're still. So there's something happening anyway. The problem with these charging systems in place, and now um, they're going to have to 
obviously sort it out and make sure that your gaff isn't going to go on fire when uh, you're charging your car. Yeah. So. Well, that would put me off getting a electric, an electric car. car. For now. Yeah, yeah you, for now. You, you were like, sorry, I need this disgustingly big uh, diesel guzz, guzzling thing. Uh, to sort it out but obviously there's a lot more electric cars on the way we probably need it again we talked about this a little bit earlier on um, the planet is pretty much screwed yeah it is time we left I think we've done enough damage it's time for us to, to leave um, but electric cars will be becoming more popular more than ever but hopefully that sort of problem out sooner rather than later fingers crossed and that is uh, there's another weird story in there I didn't want to kind of talk about it we'll talk, we'll talk about it briefly um, turns out there might be too many men in the future, in certain countries. I mean, I would say that's kind of a good thing. Mm. We could have two men each. Oh, you could. Maybe that'll 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 flip reverse it in a way. So, in most countries, there's a usually a pretty even split, fifty fifty men and women. Yeah. And if you were to let the population naturally go, and fifty fifty usually happens between the sexes, right? Some countries, though, a lot more women and couples and families are moving towards IVF because of of fertility issues or just wanting to get it done. But uh, a team of uh, university scientists have looked at the United States, Saudi Arabia, Singapore and India and seen that a lot of these couples are not continuing with their IVF if it turns out that they're having a girl. Oh, so they're actually picking the gender of their baby. They're picking the sex of the baby um, and because of societal pressures and other situations where, like look in, in China... Yeah. They don't want to have kids that are, they don't want to have girls or females. And in other places around the world as well, like Saudi Arabia and Singapore and India, uh, and maybe more, I don't want to say old school, traditional ones that value, because even here, what was it? Is but it they boy want or, boys. Is, is it a boy or a child? That's the phrase here, isn't it? Is it a boy or a child? Where you're kind of, you, you, you value, especially maybe more developing countries where you need lads to go out and dig holes and work in fields or whatever they still prefer to have boys that they'll send out into the world to do that work uh, a lot of families are now deciding to not go ahead with their female uh, IVF or embryo and they're going ahead with the male so they're thinking that there might be an extra 20 million men Twen- 20 million men 20 million men in some of those countries wow yeah I mean that's not good yeah and then there was another weird fact that the, the researchers as well counted 45 million missing female births between 1970 and 2017. A large majority of them came from India and China. So there's prenatal sex discrimination going on because they do not want to have females. So if they know they're having a female baby, they're either getting it aborted or if they find out via IVF that it's a girl, they're cancelling that and not going out with it. Wow. So you're getting it even before you are born. It's just shipping a woman. That's bizarre. Shipping a woman, even if you're not born. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Unconfirmed, apparently, reportedly, allegedly dating? Yes. They have not disclosed this information, but reports are saying that Jennifer has been cooking in her house and David has been going over for some <laughs> late night dinner dates. Okay? Maybe they're just friends, okay? Maybe they're just friends, but apparently... Again, the reunion show sparked a little bit of an interest. Um, yeah, the flames were... Hi. But of chemistry kicked it all back off. I mean, if you think about it, right, they worked together mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Similar... No, am I correct in right in saying that years, they have never officially... Gone out. 
Yeah. No, never officially went out. Do you think they did the dirt back in the day, though? What, was she was married to Not Brad? did the dirt. I mean, do you think they hooked up at least once? Before Brad? Yeah. Uh, like, were, they, were they working together before she went out with Brad? I'd say it was around the same time. Possibly. They never went out anyway, right? Whether they had a fling or not, they never actually were dating. Similarly, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis were in that 70s show. Yeah, great show. Years ago. Yep. They never went out back then. She was with Macaulay Culkin but for 13 years. She was with Macaulay Culkin? For 13 years she was with Macaulay Culkin. And then they split up or divorced. Actually, I think they were married. Could be wrong. I think they were married. And now she's with Ashton Kutcher. So after all those years... And Ashton Kutcher was with Demi Moore for years. He was with Demi Moore for years, yeah. Great. Again, was he married to Demi? I think he might have been. He was, engaged yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. I think they were married. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? I would say, though, would you not believe... If if you hadn't if you didn't see the reunion, not that you didn't miss much, it was good. It was actually uh, an enjoyable watch. But they did talk about that that they had a thing for each other, yeah, and it just never got around to happening. But then they had the whole on air thing. Do you think that they hooked up at least once on set? Like the one thing I would, but they would have had kiss scenes anyway. That's what what I mean. mean? So I mean, like it would have been a very easy. Do you want to practice that scene and come back to mine and then there? Maybe I would love. I would love to know the. Reunion episode that went out did a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, right? Now, obviously, that's some of what happened. And like everything, there's so much more that we will never know that actually truly went on. Like, I wonder, do they all hate each other? I looked at all them and like, do the cast of Friends who appear really nice and genuine, yeah. do they all hate each other? And is that why Chandler had such a breakdown on, on the set? Because he's like, I can't be part of this hellhole anymore because they're all so fake and they all hate each other and yeah. they're just doing this for the brand that is Friends. And that's my cynical trust issues coming through. But I just wonder... What else we will never, ever, ever, ever know about? What else actually happened? Like, were they riding for years and just no one's allowed to say anything? Were Phoebe and Monica boxing the head off each other because they hate each other and it just never, never hit the set? Possibly. But, okay, I'm just going to put this out there. If, if they were together at one stage or another, like, they might have had... A one night stand, or do you think they did? Do you think that? I, I don't. I don't think this? they did. Because I think they. I think they had sex on the set. I think if trailers. you, if she was sorry, if they were riding back in the day, right? <laughs> she would have got. You would have got that off your chest. Do you know what I mean? So you'd know what but the it's experience Aniston, was like. You just want to leave that. I know, but maybe you remember and you have you parked that. Do you know what I mean? If you if there's sexual yeah. chemistry between two people, yeah, and you never do anything about that, yeah. and then years pass. Of course, but you then you've always have that floppy. in your... No, you've got an old and floppy and you remember it, but then you see each other and you're like, mm. oh, we're we're really old now. No, I don't think so. No, you'd have to put pictures of yourself up from back in the day in the room just they to be might like, have oh kissed. yeah, you look like that, you look like that, okay. Then. I think they might not have gone further than that and then it got to a stage where they're both single now and they're like, hmm. How are you? Yeah. Are you up? 3am? Yeah, I think so. Who was he? Was he ever married... Was Schwimmer ever married? I'm, I'm not sure. I think he was. I He definitely has kids anyway. Has any, like, Hollywood couple ever survived? They all seem to get divorced. Uh, yeah, most of them do get divorced. Yeah. Is there anyone that was happy that didn't have any affairs, that made it through? He was married from 2010 to 2017. He got Seven divorced years. in 2017. Maybe and yeah. he's got one child. Maybe he knew the reunion was happening. And he wanted to uh, take his final chance. And he was like, Do you know what? Gonna exit this marathon real quick. <laughs> Seven years. Listen, you hang on to the kid there. I'm gonna try buying Jennifer Aniston, right? I'm gonna try my best. I had a shot there years ago, I'm gonna try it again. Yeah.
Maybe she was on his list and he was like, listen, I'm cashing it in. I don't think anyone that you're friends with can be on your list, but sure. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but there are celebrities. Are celebrities allowed to have people on their list? I don't think they can. Uh, apparently Chandler and Ross were also with each other briefly. <sighs> Who knows? We don't know. Nobody knows. I don't know. I, don't know. I think the, the parties they would have been at, all sorts could have gone on. Oh, the weird... You can just imagine them now. Sexed up, drugged up parties were just the craziest stuff. Yeah. Happened. And that was pre-social yeah. media and stuff, so yeah. you wouldn't have known about it. There's Polaroid somewhere that'll ruin a few people's careers. That's why they're friends. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, they all have beef on each other. <laughs> they all have a load of dirt on each other. Like, oh, you, you, you want to say that? Okay, no, no, go for it. Go for it. It's fine. Okay. Anyway. I mean, is there any other couple like that who people have always wanted to get together, but they've never... Um, Ross, Ross and Rachel I would have said I know this is very old school but John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John do they never get together? no okay but Danny and Sandy Danny was there any other kind of famous couples like that? when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hmm. From TV shows. TV shows were the TV best. Shows are maybe TV shows, yeah. Who's your man? Uh, Will and the blonde one he was in love with in... Um, um, uh, what's the name of the show? Yellow Car. Friends! Jay. Oh, yeah. The, the Inbetweeners. In Inbetweeners. Yeah. What was the name of the blonde girl on that that he, he was madly in love with but never hooked up oh, with? Oh, yeah. That's going to annoy me now. If you've uh, seen the Inbetweeners, you know the girl I'm on about, the uh, one he was in love with in school, Will was in love with and was mad about and then she just kept dicking him over. What was her name? Her character's name? Terrible names. And then he, he did this whole, I, I, uh, Carly? Was it Carly? I love you. Car was it Carly? Because he wrote that on the, on, the, on the driveway outside her house in one of the episodes. That's good to do my head in. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one four. If you know, still to come on the show, how the stress of your very first job may cause you to have a heart attack later in life. That's I uh, will be chatting to somebody from the University of Cambridge shortly. Billy Eilish, bury a friend. Charlotte. Oh, wait, next. Charlotte was it? Charlotte. Charlie. Charlotte. 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 Oh, I love you, Charlotte. 
Yeah. Okay, it's making sense now. Job done. Thanks for that. Billy Eilish, Barry Friend, coming up next here on FM 104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Now the world is, is, is on fire and it's floating and there's chaos and there's hurricanes and it's just we're just all having a bad time. The IPCC report came out from the UN yesterday and just basically said you're screwed. Yeah, it's basically it. get off the planet uh, as quickly as you can. But sometimes I feel as if billionaires are a, a little bit out of touch with the normal everyday goings on with normal people. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Like, mm. the, the desire to go into space, it, yeah, there's a lot of technological advances with it. Now, there's three companies doing space tourism. Do we need it? Maybe there's more problems down here that a couple of billion could go into solving. But just another thing that's happened uh, with SpaceX, Elon Musk's space company, that I feel that there's no need for this at all. There's n- no need for it at all. I, I don't know why we're doing it. But there's now going to be advertisements in space. I hate ads so much. Everyone hates ads, all right? Sometimes we need them, all right, to pay the wages. But they can be so annoying. But now, the most... Sorry, do you remember the ones in America? Do you remember going to America and you'd be watching the TV and an ad would be like a TV show? Yeah, yeah. But there's so much... If If you watch American TV shows over here, there's so many scene cuts for ads. yeah. So you'll notice it'll like go to an end scene and then it'll like recap it straight away. And it was like that was for an American broadcast where they'd bang another ad in. Yeah, of course. After that scene, so many ads. They're putting a digital billboard in space. Oh my God. To display ads in space. Whose idea was that? Uh, SpaceX partnering with a Canadian tech startup called Geometric Energy Corporation. So they're launching a small advertisement satellite into space. They're literally now... Making the place their home. How long did it take? I mean, it only took... When did we get into... When did we start going into space? The 60s? So it's taken them 56... Taking them 60 years. And now they're like, do you know what we need? Let's bang some ads into space. Do you know what will be there next? McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's, McDonald's in space. Yeah. You know, it's just... See, this is what happens when salespeople make decisions. When salespeople make decisions, they're like, what will we put in space? Not like... There's a billion probably beneficial things you can put in space. A gun to ward off the aliens. Uh, something to measure temperature. I don't know. But you need ads, to get over the aliens. Now. Ads. Ads. What we're going to put in space. What is humanity's next desire? They're going to use a load of... Uh, they're going to use a rocket, loads of money, loads of fuel, so that you can blast a rocket into space that'll have a, a satellite on it. And the satellite will have a digital billboard on it. Mm. So you can then advertise your company. It will also be fitted out with a bit of a selfie stick. So, oh no yeah, yeah yeah there's a digital billboard and then there's a camera extending out from it so that you can get your company uh, you can advertise your company and take a, technically a selfie with the earth in the background okay that's like it's just annoying isn't it yeah it's just like lads come on now so we are commercialising space folks I mean selfie sticks were never cool no they weren't now you can now your company can selfie stick in space doesn't say exactly how much it's going to cost but they're going to launch this satellite up into space and there'll be a billboard on it. Now, thankfully, you will not be able to see it from Earth. Now, Because initially I thought someone's going to launch a massive, mile-wide digital billboard orbiting space. And every so often you just see a big McDonald's sign coming over or a Starbucks sign coming over. And if they do that, then I think we need to just... Maybe, we need to exit then. We, we just need to blow up all the billionaire people and just kind of go, lads. Yeah. You know you don't want this. Stop it. This serves. This serves no one. But it's about, I don't think, I think so many people are now getting a bit, uh, the young folk, the young folk are so, uh, 
aware of the fact that their future is screwed. If your brand was seen on a digital billboard from space knowing how much energy it took to get up there, I don't think people would like your company. You know that kind of way? Do you think? No, I think it'd be like, hey, look at our thing from space and people would be like... You've just ruined it. Oh my God, how much CO2 did it take to get up there? And why do you think that was a good idea? I just don't think people... But how many people will be, t- will be talking about it? Uh, I, j- I just a don't lot. think... Yeah, probably a lot. It'll only work for the very first company that advertises in space. If you're the second company to advertise or the third company in space, no one cares. Yeah, that's true. It's only the first person who does it. And then still you're kind of like... Yeah. Wow, advertising space. Okay. Yeah, you're wrecking space before we even get there. Yeah, so ads are annoying. Oh, ads are so annoying. Yeah. They just pollute your screen and your eyes. And I've uh, had I have an ad blocker in on my on my browser, and it doesn't seem to work on certain websites. So you know the the worst ads. You know the ones. Do you ever click in to read an article, and there's just this big massive splash ad across the front? Yeah. You're trying to scroll down, you can barely see it. Yeah. but like they don't work. I don't think they work either because if I see an ad, you, you automatically try to X. You, you automatically hate that ad for yeah, ruining yeah. your reading. Yeah, you're like, go away. I don't care what you show me. Go away. Don't like it. It obviously does work, or they wouldn't. Well, I see. I think they can say it works because like we reached a hundred thousand people with this. But again, how many people are buying from that? How, have you ever clicked into a banner ad on a web page? Never. Yeah, see, neither have I. I accidentally do it sometimes. And you're like, no, 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 no. You try and click out of it, and then you accidentally click it. I do it when yeah. I'm usually I have my phone charging and I'm watching or listening to a video or something, and then yeah. I'm doing my hair over the other side of the room, and halfway through it'll go into an ad. Yeah, yeah. And by the time I burn myself trying to throw the thing away from my head to turn off the ad it's already done Uh, are the display ads and the banner ads on web pages more annoying than let's say YouTube ads I hate YouTube ads I hate them (laughs) I absolutely hate them you can get the premium now the only thing is YouTube ads let you skip after 5 seconds some of them some of them don't most of them do now to be honest but I find the banner ones sometimes make you watch it for like the minute and 15 seconds or whatever. do you know where what is the worst place for online ads? The RTE player. Oh my God. It's horrendous. And you cannot skip. No, you can't, can't skip. skip. But the only problem is, right, if you've ever been on the RTE player, it reliably breaks down every time you go and try and use it. So Standard. you've been watching it for like 10 minutes and all of a sudden it goes, oh, connection interrupted or whatever it is. You have to sit through the same three minutes of ads again. again. Same one, same ad. Nothing worse. I, I've been watching when you're watching football or sport on it, whatever, and it crashes because yeah. it's a live feed, and you have to load it up again. You miss good another two or three minutes of the match because you're like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, that's the most annoying ad. Uh, do you know what I find really annoying as well? What's gotten really, really bad for ads? I'm talking like six, seven minutes of ads. What podcasts? Yes. So podcasts. So annoying. One. Uh, Podcasts sometimes have the, the, the placed ads in. So if you're listening on Acast or Spotify, whatever it is. They have a bang in the middle. They'll, they'll have a couple of ads in there that's grand. But it's when the people at the top of the show go, and this, this episode was brought to you by yeah, yeah, the yeah, amazing yeah. people over at whatever. I actually don't mind that because at least then I can fast forward to the point where they just start talking about what I want to hear. Yeah. It's when you're listening and then halfway through it and it's usually when your phone is in your in your pocket yeah, yeah. and you're just strolling along and you're yeah, listening and yeah. then bam into an ad. Um, like I don't mind those kind of short-ish ads that they just dropped in every now and then. It's just I, m- I remember timing it once. What what podcast was I listening to? I don't know if you if you listen to there's a, there's a guy the Rick Roll podcast. I might have listened to one or two of those episodes. It's just an interview podcast interviews people doing mad stuff. And I swear to God, it was like seven minutes. 
He's like just three or four. Seven minutes of the ad. Ads. Him, no, no, him reading out ads at the start. Oh, no. He was just like, this one's brought to us by the coffee company. You know I love coffee. Blah, blah, blah. And he went on and on and into mm. the next one. And also was brought to you by Skillshare and audible.com, blah, blah, blah. And you were like, wow, that, that's a long time. Yeah. And you just skipped through. I, I, that's why I was just dropping into the first, skipped to the first 15 minutes and dropped on. But they're really annoying ads. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, it's more so for me the ones in the middle though. Yeah. Kills me. The most annoying ads that you've dealt with, whether you, it's a particular ad, it does a very particular one on YouTube where it's like, it pops up and it's like, are you finally going to do something about your teeth, you ugly mess? Yeah, they and love like, the teeth ah. one. They love that. Or the crypto lads coming up or the lads are like, uh, I can show you how to make a six figure business from your laptop yeah. without even needing a laptop. You don't even need to be in your house. <laughs> you just have to be wherever you want. Just, just think about it. Just give me 900 quid and I'll tell you the secrets but I'll just take your money and leave. Yeah, we'll just do it for you. Yeah, all that stuff. The most annoying ads you've come across in the last while, whether it's online or on the TV or on the radio. We'll take them tonight. Doesn't matter. 0876797104. Picture this. Things are different. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Now listen, Doyle, I hope you aren't having too much fun now because you're not allowed to have fun. Actually, yeah, if you come out and say you're miserable and you, you don't want to have fun yeah, and that no one that enters your premises can smile, then you'll be allowed to open. Yeah. I'd love to see like there'll be a new police show going around with like cameras on the guards, whatever raiding places where there's people dancing and laughing. Oh yeah! Like, instead of drug bus, it'll be dancing bus. Be people dancing on tables. Get on the floor! Get on the floor! <laughs> and they'll be lined out in front on a big press release going, we found these 17 people dancing in a pub in town. We're delighted. It was a great find, great haul. We want to stop this illegal activity before it ravages our city. But they'd have to get rid of songs like you know. Um the Macarena and stuff. Yeah, they would. Because yeah. you can't sit down and listen no, to that yeah. song. You have to get up and do the dance. What, what are the other ones? The Macarena, Saturday Night, wasn't there a... Saturday Night, yeah. Uh, the other one, Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe, you can't uh, sit down for that. What are the other ones? Is there anyone... Uh, what's a uh, WAP? That would be a modern one where you have to like gyrate on the oh, floor. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. There any other, is, there any other, <laughs> is there any other modern songs that have dances that go along with them, like Cotton Eye Joe or Saturday Night or... That you just cannot. Stay. But you know the way that some of them, the Macarena had the dance to it. Is there any like when's the last time a song came out with a dance to it that everyone would do in the nightclub? Then, I mean, when's the last song? God, not like, not for a while. Backstreet Boys never did anything. Rihanna didn't. Like Little Mix don't even have like anything like that. Who who is a song that like Dua Lipa? Does she have one? No, not one that you do does a anyone, dance to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, we're missing a beat here. So should an artist bring out a song that has a little cheesy dance in no, it? No, they like, can't. That would be banned. Oh, sorry, it's illegal. You That's like saying an artist that. coming around giving everyone heroin. Yeah, no, yeah, they do that, yeah. No, that's banned. Yeah. Heroin and dancing. remember back in the day, that was the thing. That's what everyone, everyone came along, yeah. What, what was the Cotton Eye Joe one? Oh, the, the heel and the toe. <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe. They played at weddings all the time. And did you have to do a little thing? Yeah, or you, you do a little, a little twirl rope? around. Yeah, and you go and you do the link in the arms thing. <laughs> So sad. So sad and pathetic and miserable. Uh, anyway, 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 we must move on. Joining us on the line next is a doctor from the University of Cambridge talking about how the very first job that you ever had could impact your health further on down the line. If you had a very stressful first job, you might be unhealthy and stressful years later. That's on the way next. And we'll have a bit of music from Tom, Gre- Tom Grennan. A little bit of love. It's on the way here in F- 
You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. Now, um, your first job, can you remember what it was and how stressful was it? Because it turns out that the situation you were in in your first job might have an impact on your health later in life. And a few people over in the University of Cambridge were looking into what impact that situation might have on your health years later. And joining us now from the University of Cambridge, we are delighted to welcome on the show, Dr. Eleanor Wimpany. Doctor, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Yes, very, very, very nice to be on the show with you. Yeah, we're delighted to have you on the show. Now, it makes sense that maybe your first job, if it is quite stressful, that you're going to just end up going down a rocky road into other jobs similar because that's all you know. But is there any truth behind maybe how stressful your life will be when it's determined on the first job you've ever had? Uh, So we've been working on this recently and we've been uh, using uh, some data from Great Britain to try and understand what happens based on what you, what experiences you have in employment and education in early adulthood. So this is like age 16 to 24. And then what effect that has on your health much later in life at age 46. And it seems to be that actually, yes, what happens really in this early adulthood period is crucially important for your health much later on. We don't know whether it's about stress or it could be about behaviours during that period, but the, the data seems to suggest that this is a really important period for your health. Is there any particular industries that you looked at that were more stressful than others? So if there is like a 16, 17 year old listening out, it's like, just don't get into retail or, you know, don't go into the mines or whatever. So we were looking at different levels of jobs. I think in uh, people who work in health, we kind of accept that there's different levels. I mean, what used to be called social class effectively, but different levels of work. So some work will be good for you and some work will be less good for you. And people in sort of professional and managerial positions are often thought to have better health much later than people in much lower skilled jobs. So we didn't look specifically at is waitressing better for you than working in a supermarket, for example, but we were looking at at different levels of job or indeed people who weren't in work at all and what effect uh, being in education or different types of employment. I I just find this fascinating. And why are we not told about this when we are 16? Well, I think most people, a lot of research so far in this area has been done on uh, older adults because it's the old adults that we see getting ill. And generally, it's much later in life that you start having heart problems or experiencing heart attacks or strokes. So we tend to focus on that age group. And what most people don't know is that the things that lead up to that are starting much, much earlier. So it's perfectly reasonable that the behaviours that you might develop when you're a young adult, so your diet or your exercise or your levels of stress that you're experiencing at work will be having an impact on your health that then goes on right through your life and you only really notice the effect of it much later on. Were you um, or did you look into people who might have left school earlier? So let's say if you went to school and then you went to university and you got a degree versus somebody who went straight into the workforce, was there any differences there? So this is, I should say, this is a uh, because we wanted to look you know, much further in the future along people's lives. These people started, this is a group of people who were born in 1970. Mm. So they're going into jobs in 1990 or so. So this is quite a long time before where we are now. But we were, yeah, we compared people who, we looked from age 16 onwards. So we compared people who went straight into work with people who went on to higher education and people who were sort of uh, in and out of work as well. And the group that went on to further or higher education it, across all the measures that we were looking at, which were sort of measures of how healthy you are at age 46, the group who were going further into education 
were more healthy across all these measures than people going straight into work or quickly into work after age 16. Now, I know you're talking about the uh, type of work people might go into and, you know, their education and all the rest of it. Does, do night shifts have anything to do with it or working shifts? So in this study, we didn't look at shift work at all. But I know there has been work done that suggests that shift work ha- does have influences on lots of your health behaviours and your uh, risk factors for later disease. So shift work is thought to be fairly unhealthy in general, uh, but that's not something that we looked at in this study. Are you getting worried, Saoirse, because you're working nights now and you're just like, oh no, we're going downhill fast. That's exactly it. Or how it will change now, you know, with the pandemic and stuff, people working from home, they're more flexible. But obviously you don't have that data as of yet. But is there anything else you found interesting while you were, were studying? I mean, I think the thing that we found most surprising in this was that I think When you think about people's education and going into jobs, you think, well, the reason that that affects your later health is because the first job you go into, as you said, is likely to determine where you end up. So it might affect your income or the job later in life. But actually, we were able to look at that and the effects that we were seeing from early adulthood, they were completely, the pathway didn't go through the jobs that people had later in life. So the income that you were getting or the job that you were in at age 46, which is when we did the health measures, was fairly irrelevant for uh, the health that people ended up in. So it must be something that's happening much earlier. So we were, I mean, we're interested in the development of behaviours that are relevant for health uh, because um, early adulthood, there's so much going on in your life. I mean, you're going through so many changes, you're probably... Mm -hmm leaving your parents' house, uh, starting a new job or starting university. And that's the time when possibly you're really developing some of the habits that then continue throughout your adult life. So if you've uh, any advice to people stepping into their first job, maybe straight out of school or straight out of university to try and keep them healthier when 46 comes along, which I know is an absolute lifetime away. So if you are 16, you don't care about this. But any advice, uh, Dr. for uh, people who may be entering the workforce for the first time find an employer who really cares about you i think because i think it's not just the the uh it's not just the responsibility of the individuals to make sure that they're living healthy lives but it's also the responsibility of the people who are responsible for those individuals like employers and universities and other further education institutions really i think should take on some responsibility for making sure that these people are able to live a healthy life as well as do whatever they're supposed to be doing in their job that's a good point actually because we were speaking about that yesterday that you know you could enjoy your job enjoy the people you work with but if you have a manager that's not very nice that could cause a huge amount of stress 100 percent. okay so um there you go don't worry about the job worry about the person you're going to be working for and you might be far better off and far healthier years down the line. Um, uh, Dr. Wimpany, before we let you go, is there anywhere you'd like to recommend people can find you online or some of the research that you've done you can point them in the right direction? Uh, Yes, so I'm working at the University of Cambridge in the MLC Epidemiology Unit and we have a website that gives you some good overviews of the kind of work that we've been doing. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us on Room 104. Great, thanks very much. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.